Thank you for joining us for a life-changing message from Norm Oberlin, pastor of Mount Hope Church in beautiful Gaylord, Michigan. Our prayer is that this message will help strengthen and encourage your walk with Christ. Please enjoy. And now, here is Pastor Norm. What are we doing today? Oh, it's Mother's it's Day. It's Mother's Day. Oh. Uh, well, today, today we're actually here to celebrate our moms, aren't we? Yes. We're going to look at the God-given wonders, those people that we like to call MOMs. Or upside-down wows. <laughs> Many of the men who became president of this country were courageous enough and loud enough to say things about their mom so others knew how important they were in their life. In fact, like Abraham Lincoln who said, all that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Oh, that's so cool. Now, I don't know if the boys would call you an angel. I, I've never but, been called angel. <laughs> but I know they love you. Before we begin our message, though, today, we, we did want to honor you. So if you're a mother, would you please stand today? Yay, moms! Look at them all! Thank you, Jesus. Would you, awesome. would you stay standing? We would just like to say a, a prayer over you today as we begin our message. And, and I believe, as the video said, that this is a blessing for you guys. And uh, before we even got here today, I sensed the Lord was going to do something special. So would you bow your heads with us? Put your arm around your mom if she's near you. Lord, we thank you again for every woman in this place that is a mom, Lord, and, and for those who have gone on to be with Jesus. Because I know that there's a, there's a void in some of us today because they're not with us. Lord, we pray special favor on these ladies. God, that you would just impart supernatural anointings in their lives to continue to help their families to be wise in all things, Lord, to uh, be strong in their faith. We just pray, Lord, that everywhere they turn, they would know their God is with them that you are uh, keeping them from any disasters, Lord, that, that their heel will not even trip on a stone. Lord, I pray a specific blessing over each one here today, those listening online. Lord, we pray that you would bless them beyond measure as only you can. And Lord, today we honor our moms. Bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody amen. said, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, Thank give you. them a hand. You All may right. be seated, mothers. You deserve it, moms. Before, before we go, because I've seen a few new people here today, this is Pastor Norm and I'm Pastor Barb. What? I was just testing the waters here. All right. Okay. I'm Pastor Norm and this is Pastor Barb, my, my lovely wife and mother of four children. Woohoo. You're awesome. You too. I can't kiss you. What? I can, but I won't. Oh. It's your turn. <laughs> oh, my. He threw me off. <laughs> you know, it's our desire and goal here this morning to encourage you as a mom and to give you some spiritual tools that will help you see the silver lining in different situations. I just want to add here, too, even though this is, we, are, we have this message to you moms, about you moms, I don't care who you are, male or female, you can apply these same things to your life and see the silver lining, amen? 
because life has many twists and turns. How many know that? Have you ever been around someone that has such a positive attitude about every situation, even the hard ones? What about the people who are just the opposite? Are you negative more than positive? Looking for the positive in every situation is called seeing the silver lining in a dark cloud. I like our sign that we got. If you can see it in the back, that's exactly what it says. I think it's a pretty cool sign. Me too. It's probably because we picked it out. It's probably so. <laughs> so. So how do you get to the place where you begin to see the silver lining? As we'd like to show you, you get there by looking at biblical examples, examples that reveal spiritual down-to-earth practices that when you applied them, they'll help you have a better perspective of your life. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that if we apply the Bible to our life, yeah. that it'll help us? Yes, sir. Serious? Serious. How many knew that? About well, half your hands went up. <laughs> well, get in the Word. This wasn't a trick question. Get in the Word. <laughs> well, let's look at this. Our great biblical example to follow is, and I love this for women, is Proverbs 31. King Lemuel shares about the wonderful qualities of his mother. That's how Proverbs 31 came about. Is that cool or what? It is. A king had to write down words about his mom. What a tribute. Let's listen to some. I picked out some of the verses in Proverbs 31, 25 through 28. She is clothed with the strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. What scripture to look up to and try to do. It shows us what a woman with a godly character looks like and how we should live for our family. I never get tired of reading Proverbs 31. So if you've never read it, go home today and read it. I have a, a, a small story here. It says, a teacher gave her class of second graders a lesson on the magnet and what it does. The next day in a written test, she included the question, my full name has six letters. The first one is M. I pick up things. What am I? When the test papers were turned in, the teacher was astonished to find that almost 50% of the students answered, answered the question with the word mother. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that true? These second graders pointed out moms are often servants who do far more than their families than they are often given credit for, right moms? It's hard to even consider a job description for a mom, but Proverbs 31 again is a good example. But I don't want you to feel guilty if you read about her and feel like you come up short. You know, to be honest, I feel like that all the time. You really, I don't measure up a lot of times, but I can strive for it, amen? I can model after what a godly woman and mother is all about. If we aim high, we might fall short, but we will be a lot higher than if we aimed low to begin with. Amen. So why are moms so important? 
Modern psychology has shown that the way we are taught growing up determines how we will behave as an adult. Many have great role models, but there are some that don't. You know, and we recognize this. There, there's three types that we kind of saw and pointed out. Some have good relationships with their mom, some have okay relationships, and some fall in a category that we call toxic relationships. We won't ask you which one you're in. <laughs> no. For those who don't have a good role model, they can learn what not to do, amen? But for Norm and I, both of us had wonderful moms and great role models for us. Thank God. They taught us well. <clears throat> I can't imagine how messed up I would have been oh, if me. <laughs> I'd had one of those other ones. Yeah, we had good moms. You had a tough By mom. By the way, King Lemuel? Lemuel. I looked it up Sorry, on Bible Way, and I and I and I pronounced it over and over, and I still, you know I'm me, Lemuel. It sounded like you were saying like Spanish, or no, Lemuel. Yeah, that's anyway. the way they pronounced it on the Bible gateways. You're good. You're good for looking that up. I know I had to because I knew you'd correct me. <laughs> we wanted to talk briefly about spiritual moms. Sometimes, rather than your birth mom, you'll find a spiritual mom. How many have Amen. one of those? Amen. That's a woman who shares the same love for Christ that you have, and she helps you to teach you how to share that same love with others. And I think uh, uh, spiritual moms are amazing. And, and you don't have to be a woman to have a spiritual mom. Amen? Some of you guys may do that. But I wanted to share briefly from Titus 2, verses 3 to 5, and I've got it up behind me. And this is from the Message Bible. I really liked how it put it. This is speaking to the older women uh, trying to show us how we need to respond to the younger women. Guide older women into lives of reverence so they end up as neither gossips nor drunks. So we don't want gossips or drunks for moms, okay? But models of goodness, it says. By looking at them, the younger women will know how to love their husbands and children. And this is so important. When you watch television, how many watch television? Okay? Are you guys that lazy today? Or how many watch television? Come on! Sheesh! It's the only chance you get to get blood flowing through this message. So help us here. When you watch television, how are your role models? Most of the time, they're not very good, are they? So in the church, we need to be different than that, ladies. We need to show our younger women how to live, how to be those spiritual moms that God's called them to be. Verse 4, by looking at them, the younger women will know how to love their husbands and children, be virtuous and pure, keep a good house, be good wives. Now this doesn't necessarily mean to keep a good house that your house is going to be spotless. Are you serious? I thought that's what I mean. I mean, I don't have to do all that anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. When did you start? I know. I was waiting for that one. That's bad. I'm not a very good house Honestly, <laughs> here's the thing. And this happened years ago. One of my great aunts came over and they were talking about our house and, and they came in and they tried to clean our house while we were gone. And when we got back home and, and they said, one of my aunts, who they were older at the time, they were like 85, they Aunt Gert lived to be 96, so that was still young. But Aunt Gert said, you know, we thought that you guys were dirty. <laughs> but you're not. You're just messy. But your house is clean. 
And you know what? You know what? You're a good mom. And that's all that matters. That was the best compliment I could have ever gotten so, from those two ladies. Listen, your, your house may not be spotless, and that's okay. Especially if you got, how many have little ones running around the house? Now some of you grandparents are going, yeah, yeah we will next year. You know, it's all right if your house isn't spotless. When we come over, it isn't going to matter. You don't have to clean up for us. We're used to it. I'm kidding. She does a great job. <laughs> we don't want anyone looking down on God's message because of their behavior. And that's how this, this verse finishes. Listen, people are watching us. And we are representing Jesus Christ. We are ambassadors of the faith. The light in this dark world. So please pay attention to these things we're teaching you today. And show the world what it means to be a godly woman. Amen. Amen? It's so important that we follow the Bible's advice in this area. And it's something that I believe our society seems to have lost. And we believe that the church needs to revisit this very area. That we need to begin once again teaching our younger women, our older women teaching our younger women how to live, how to love, how to do the things. Sometimes just normal things. There are women today, young women, that haven't been taught by their moms how to take care of their children. And we can help them with that, right? Absolutely. Right. And that's what we want to do. So how many of you ladies would be willing to mentor a younger woman? <coughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> Lots of hands going up. I love that. Barb has a wonderful example of what we're talking about here. A spiritual Amen. mom that really has touched us and means the world to us. Absolutely. When we first arrived in Gaylord, we didn't know anybody here. And we had a very small church beginning, which is okay. But this one couple came in, and they'd sit in the back, and they'd sit folded arms like, and I think, oh, man, they're not liking us at all. Well, it's come to find out they were the camp directors at Lost Valley Bible Camp. And a week in, a couple weeks in, Sister Warnick kept, came right through the doors, came into my office, and her first words were, you're doing a good job. Keep it up one day at a time. Now, if anybody knows Sister Warnick, she's amazing. That woman has been my spiritual mom for 15 years now. And she'd just call me and say, how you doing? Well, we're doing, well, you're doing a great job one day at a time. You know, we didn't have long conversations. But when we talked, she had something to say. And I am so thankful for her guidance. And I'm so thankful she's in my life. And at my ordination, she was the first person I called and said, Sister Warnick, can you be there and pray over me? I, and every time I see her, I say, pray over me. I want that mantle from you because you're so, such a godly woman. Oh, come here. And she grabs my head and hugs me and prays. And I love her to pieces. And I'm not kidding you. I can either be thinking about her or thinking I should call her when I get the phone call now because she's downstate. Why haven't you called me? What's going on? <laughs> and she knows. She prays for us daily. Amen. You need people like that in your lives. Young ladies, go after somebody and ask them to pray for you if you need prayer. Because there's nothing better than stepping out. Sometimes, some of us women, we don't know what you need, but you do. And grab somebody that you honor or you see that you want to be like, 
and go after them too, okay? We need the ladies of this church to step up in both directions. Let's start making those commitments to each other and praying over those young ones that are new in the Lord, amen? We need to pour into and teach biblical values so we can make more spiritual moms. One by one, we can change the dynamics of this church and then the community. Amen. We're standing to do this by investing in and being intentional in how we disciple those who call the hope their home. Hallelujah. And by the way, next Saturday, you heard it on the video if you were here, uh, we are going to start our first Disciple Maker class. It begins at 9 a.m. If you haven't signed up, please do. Lunch is included. It's, it's going to go from uh, 9 a.m. until 1. And we might get out a little bit early, depending on how many questions people have. But we want to impart into you what it means to be a disciple maker. That means that you're going to, you don't have to come into this knowing you want to, but it would help if you kind of had an idea that there's something you want to do. But it's for everyone. So if you're even remotely thinking, you know, I think I'd like to do this. Join us next Saturday, 9 a.m., right down there in the children's room, and we are going to show you what it means to be a disciple maker. And then soon, and very soon, we are going to begin to mentor the new believers that come into this church. Yes, and it's going to include men and women. Today we're focusing on women for obvious reasons. The wow factor. Right? Yeah, it's upside down, Because you, you ladies are awesome. <laughs> But soon, we're going to be speaking to you men about the same thing. So this is for everyone in the church. Amen? Amen. There were four clergymen who were discussing the merits of the various translations of the Bible. One liked the King James Version because of its simple, beautiful English. Another liked the American Revised Version because it is more literal and comes nearer the original Hebrew and Greek. Still another, like the New Living Translation best, because of its up-to-date vocabulary. The fourth minister was silent. When asked to express his opinion, he replied, I like my mother's translation best. The other three expressed surprise. They did not know that his mother had translated the Bible. Yes, she did, he replied. She translated it into life. And it was the most convincing translation Amen. I ever saw. Amen. There's a spiritual battle going on. We are at war. Amen. The devil wants to destroy your family. If you look at most of the political things that are taking place in this nation today, they have to do with the integrity, the foundation of our families. That's what he wants to attack. That's what he wants to destroy. When you realize that there is a war, you can prepare for it. To keep your home base safe, you will need to stand in the gap for your family. How many know what that means? All right? Moms, you have the opportunity to pray for your family, and you should on a regular basis. Hopefully you know this. Most battles, spiritual battles, are won on your knees. Most battles are won on your knees. So how do you engage in spiritual warfare for your family? And I wanted to read briefly just from Ephesians chapter 6. This is a passage that my family has been stuck to for, I think, since we were little baby Christians. 
way back in the 80s. Some of you weren't even born then. I wanted to start with verse 10. The NIV says, finally, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in who? The Lord. And in His mighty power. And in whose power? Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So who are we fighting? The devil. And who gives us the strength and the power? God. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. There is a battle going on for your soul, for your family's soul, every single day. Can we let our guard down? No. Now when you come into church, this is a place of rest. And when we pray, we pray, God, loose angels around this place. Lord, put a covering over the people. We plead the blood over every person that comes into this place. And by the blood, I mean the blood of Christ. Why? Because when you come in here, you shouldn't have to be worrying about the demons that have been following you all week. You ought to be able to rest and relax in the Lord and let the Word of God soak in. But when you go outside these doors, you're pretty much on your own, aren't you? With the exception that you know God is with you. And He's more powerful than the wicked one. We know that to be true. But Paul goes on to say, therefore put on the full armor of God. So when the day of evil comes, not if, but when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Not some, but all. And how do you do that? By faith. The shield of faith. You have to have faith. You cannot please God without faith. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the saints. Amen. Now, you write that down. If you don't have this already committed to heart, write that down and go back and revisit this this week and just let God show you. You need to pray this over your, over your life and over your family's life. We used to do this with our Amen. children. Every morning, I'd have them put that armor on before they went to school. So how do you engage in spiritual warfare? Read Ephesians 6 and then do what it says. Cover your family with the blood of Jesus to keep them safe in their coming and in their going. Now, how many know that sometimes, even as a Christian, the battle gets messy? Anybody ever kind of feel like you've been leveled on the playing field? Right. And it does happen. We need to re realize that. The enemy, though, and he's good at this, he will make you feel like a failure. You hear that? How many have ever felt that way? Even in your Christian walk. How many have felt like a failure in your Christian walk? Now, we've got saints of God in here that have been in the faith for years and years, decades, including us. We've been in it decades. That sounds, it sounds like we're really terrible. old. We've been in it. We have had those moments where we felt like we were failures. Remember, though, you can't let the devil twist what you're praying for. And that's what he tries to do. He tries to convince you God's not going to answer your prayers. 
Oh, you know that little, you remember how you were feeling about that lady at church yesterday? Well, he's not going to answer your prayers because you felt that way toward her. And he tries to trip us up. Why would God listen to you? Look at all the stuff you do all week long. You think God's going to hear from you? How many have heard that voice? Not mine. I, I mean... Pretty scary. <laughs> As you pray for your children, remember, and this is an area that most of us struggle with, remember they must choose whom they will serve. You can pray for your children their whole life. It doesn't mean they're going to follow Jesus. And if they don't, don't give up on them. And don't feel like you're a failure. It's not your fault. Because all of us have the choice to follow him or not. You cannot make anybody get saved. Only they can make that choice. But you can keep on praying by faith, believing. Before they go on to be with Jesus, before they go into eternity, they are going to say yes to Jesus. Amen. And that's what you have to stand on. Amen. Amen. So your best job is to remain firm and stand in the gap for the, if, if you will, the prodigals. And many of us have prodigals. By the way, I also recommend, that if you haven't seen it, watch The War Room. There's a, there's a woman in this that, man, she is facing a messy life. All hell breaks loose against her, but she doesn't give up. She listens to a spiritual mom yep. who convinces yep. her to get on your knees Make a war closet. She didn't call it a prayer closet. She's got a war closet. Get in there Amen. and wear out those, Amen. the cartilage there. And, and the lady did it, and what happened? No, it's awesome. you got to watch the movie. I don't want to. I, I was just going to say, too, to add to that, even though you can't change someone in your life, you can pray that people will be put in their path. To give oh, yeah. them the word of God wherever they go. Like Christian By, people. Like the hospital bed. or in, And it's amazing when you hear the stories about, I don't know where this person came through, but she talked to me and I understood it. Sometimes it comes from a complete stranger, but if you're in prayer going, God, put them in their path. Amen? That is so important. And when things don't look like you think they should look with your family, it's easy to fall into what I call despair. You know, you, you start this guilt process of, man, I should have been there. I should have done something different. Why did I open my mouth? Why didn't I be quiet? Why didn't I say something? We all have been in that position. God does not make you feel like this. You feel like a failure. Again, that's not from the Lord. That's from the enemy. And you need to fight these negative feelings. When you start feeling yourself getting into this and thinking these thoughts, you need to stand up, put Ephesians 6, put that armor on and say, no, this isn't from God. Because you know what? God will show you what your mistakes are. He's going to correct you. Amen. But he does it in such an awesome way. He does it in a loving way. Yeah, he doesn't do it to destroy you. He do does it to lift you up and build you up. He'll even help you redirect your steps if you're listening to him. Right. But you've got to get out of that mode of, of feeling sorry for yourself. I call it a pity party. And this is one thing Sister Warnick said to me. 
It's okay to have a pity party. But you go in your kitchen, you set your alarm for five minutes, and you boo-hoo it out, you yell, you scream, you get upset with yourself. But as soon as that rings, that dings, you stop. And you start glorifying God and ask him how he's going to help you out of the situation. Amen? So it's okay to boo-hoo a little bit. But at some point, you got to step up and say, me and God got this. And you can't look out at what's going on around you. You have to keep your eyes on him. Amen? I didn't ask him if I could share this, but hopefully he's all right with it. Uh, the other day, Andy made dinner, and, and I had come home, and I, I couldn't eat anything spicy, didn't feel like it. And he goes, Dad, you going to eat some of the tacos, taco casserole? And, and I, it smelled good. It looked good. And I just looked at him and said, no, you know, I, I only eat your mom's. And I was just messing with him. But it hurt his feelings. And I didn't realize it. And yesterday I apologized. I said, man, I was just messing with you. He goes, well, you didn't even smile. I thought you were being <laughs> serious. And I just, I, it made me stop and think, you know, all of us have feelings. We're human beings. We're made this way. So it's all right to have those feelings. Just don't entertain them too long Amen. because they can get you Amen. in trouble. Because you know what? Everyone's going to fail. Sometime in your life, some of us more than others, you're going to fail. And it's what you do with those failures that counts. You get yourself up, you keep going, and you be, what's that word? I was going to say obstinate, but it's not that. Tenacious, Tenacious like a pit bull. Amen? And I know I'm probably known for that like one a little more, the pit bull. Tenacious, I don't let go. Amen. And I don't give up. And God has shown up big in our lives. So, Pastor Norton, I've learned that when you struggle as you go through trials, it helps to remember that God has promised a blessing at the end. Amen? Ooh, I like that. No matter what happens, that's that silver lining in the dark cloud. James 1.12 says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So if things aren't going the way they're supposed to, that means you haven't experienced the blessing yet. Don't give up. Don't stomp yourself down and go, God doesn't love me. He, he must not want me. Yeah, uh That's from the enemy. Can I jump in? I know you've got more to say, but one of the things that we've realized over the years, over the decades that we've served the Lord, is that when you are almost through, that's when the devil amps it up. He tries to convince you that you're not going to make it. And it, again, all hell seems to break against you. That's when you need to stand Amen. and not give up. So remember that. When you, regardless of where you're at, maybe you're there today. Don't give up. If you've prayed about this thing, you put it in God's hands. Wait until the victory comes because it is coming. Amen. Hallelujah. So what, wait for that silver lining from a dark cloud. Amen. Because yes. the dark clouds are going to come. Amen. Now, what we really want you to see today is that it's possible for you to make the silver lining in a dark cloud. How do you do this? You do this by remembering that you have the power to set the tone in your home. Amen? You are, moms especially, you are literally able to change the atmosphere in your home. How many of you here want your home to be a refuge and a strong tower? I know I do. You mean not a battleground? Not a battleground. Have you ever noticed that if you're in a bad mood 
when the family seems to then the family seems to be in a bad mood too. Mm -hmm. The old saying, if mama ain't happy, nobody is happy. happy. Oh, that's so true. So true. And one of the biggest examples that I learned about this was when we first got saved. Now, before we were saved, I used to love to watch my soap operas with all my little rugrats running around. You know, it was nap time, and I could do the laundry and watch these soap operas. And I kind of got into their stories. And, you know, they're never happy-go-lucky stories. Somebody's cheating on somebody. Somebody's having somebody else's baby. Somebody's, somebody's always frustrated Sounds and like mad. Gary Springer. It's sort of like, I don't know. I don't ever watch that. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. Neither do I. But I found out. Previous. When, Pat, when Norm came home from work, I would be upset with him because something happened to one of my characters on the show. And I took it out on him. Well, you, I can't stand men. They're just disgusting. Make your own dinner. I, I mean, I would I remember really those get days frustrated. Too. Yeah. Are some of you maybe not so now, proper? Now, this was B.C. This I said, was yeah. <laughs> Before Christ, yeah. You need to get rid of the negative influences in your life. If it's the soap operas, get rid of get them. Get rid of them. Turn them off. When I did that, I had a whole different attitude. And right now, if you're around people that are negative about their families, about their spouses, you need to talk to them. Like Carrie said today, knock it off. <laughs> I like that. Sometimes we need to surround ourselves by positive people because you can suck into the negative so much easier than the positive. And I'm still a work in progress in this area. I catch myself doing it all the time. You're going to have to work at it. It's so much easier to be negative than positive. So work on it. See that silver lining. Get rid of those influence. We need to keep our family safe. Mom, you're the glue that holds the family together. They, we set the pace on what's going to happen in our family and how they respond. That's so true. Learn to be content where God has placed you. That's mine. It is? Well, go for it. Are you sure? Excuse us. No. Oh, yeah, there it is. Norm. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> you already stole my thunder. You might as well just keep going. How many of you like to be content with where you're at? Three of you are raising your hand. Four. I'm going to hold you to that. Five. Really? You too? Wow. Good for you. Ever wonder how life can be so up one day and down the other? When you're up, you're, you're up. up. And when, when you're, you're down, down, you're down. down. And when, when you're, you're only halfway up, you're neither up nor down. down. That's right. Children's ministry. <laughs> it's usually because... We spend way too much time trying to change our surroundings rather than keeping our focus on the one who can change and who never changes. He can change our life, but he never changes. He's the one we need to go to. As an illustration, back when we first got saved, uh, God started moving in our lives. Well, even before that. We started out in a, in a little apartment. Then we started out in an efficiency apartment. Then we went to a beautiful two-bedroom apartment, and then we had Cameron, and they didn't allow babies, so we had to move from the apartment into a two-bedroom 
house, which we bought at the, how old were we, 19, 18? 18 and 19. 18 or 19, One baby we on bought our first house. We bought a house. Which was awesome. We lived there quite a few years, and then we decided we'd step out, and we'd buy a new home, and we built a new home, and it was a three-bedroom, nice house in a new neighborhood. And it was cool, and then we went to Bible college, and we moved into a three-bedroom, 72 by 14 mobile home. With four children, ages <laughs> 5 to 11. That was a riot. It was fun. It was a blast. And honestly, we, we had other houses that we've lived in. Now we live in a decent home here in Gaylord. But my point is, we never once just stopped and went, sheesh, I sure wish we had something different. We were always content. And we realized it wasn't the stuff that we had that made us happy. It was the relationship we had with each other. Amen. Now, later we learned that Jesus had to be in that relationship. Him first, and then us. And as long as those two things were in order, it worked out. And we were content. But it takes some panache, if you will, to be this kind of person. You've got to really be convicted in your heart. This is who I'm going to be. Panache. I want to be panache. Panache. Panache? How do you say it? I don't know. Panache? <laughs> we have panache. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, Le Mule. <laughs> Le Mule. <laughs> yeah, I'm making fun of a Bible character. Forgive me, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> when you feel like you're getting beat up or when you're feeling down, that's the time that you need to go to God. Amen. You need to get your, your sword out, get the Bible out, Begin to pray to the one who can give you the strength. That's not when you run from him. That's not when you go to the, the closet and pull out the alcohol bottle or go to the bar. That's not when you call your buddy and say, Hey, man, you got any? So you can forget about life. No. You go to the one who can give you the strength. You go to the one who will strengthen you. As long as you stay focused on the Word of God, He will help you to get the victory. You need to stand firm on that solid rock, Jesus, on the Word of God, and then God will bring the miracle, the blessing. So don't listen to those. How many sometimes find yourself surrounded by negative people? You know the naysayers? Oh, you can't do that. What were you thinking? When we bought our first house, most of my family told us we were nuts, except for her dad. Everybody else told us, what? You're buying a house? You're only 18. You guys need to rent for a while. And we're like, uh-uh. No, this is a good investment. It was back then. It's changed. But back then, it wasn't such a good investment, but, or it was a good investment. And we went and we bought this house, and it turned out to be a good thing. But not everybody put their arm around us and said, good choice. Might be who you want to marry. They might be coming around you and saying, are you stupid? Remember? Mm -hmm. they, they said that to Barb. They told her she was... Though they called you other things too, but they didn't think you were very smart because you saw something in me no one else saw. Right. So you need to choose those that are pouring into your life. Do it wisely. Get someone godly. Not a naysayer. Not a naysayer. Instead, pray and give the situation to God. Listen only to the Holy Spirit. Some of you still need to learn how to do that. How do I listen to the Holy Spirit? 
You get in your war room. You get in your closet. You shut the world out. You turn your phone off. Don't have Facebook in front of you. You are not going to hear from the Holy Spirit if you've got your Facebook page open. Bing! Oh, somebody wants me. Put that worship music on, blast it up, and start praising God. Right. Amen. And that's how you make a silver lining out of a dark moment. So, jumping over to 1 Peter, and we're getting close to the end, but we're not there quite yet. 1 Peter 5, 8-11, the NCV, New Contemporary Version says, Control yourselves and be careful. The devil, your enemy, goes around like a roaring lion looking for someone to eat. That's the devil. Verse 9, Refuse to give in to him by standing strong in your faith. How? All right, there's that Ephesians 6 thing again. You know that your Christian family all over the world is having the same kinds of sufferings. You're not the only one that's getting picked on. So if you've you got to have a pity party, have it for five minutes, set the timer. When that thing goes off, get back to what you're supposed to be doing. Look into God and standing strong in your faith. Verse 10, And after you suffer, this version says, for a short time, God who gives all grace will make everything right. He will make you strong and support you and keep you from falling. He called you to share in His glory in Christ, a glory that will continue forever. All power is His forever and ever. Amen. Just think about all that your mom taught you through her life. Just close your eyes for a minute and think about that. As you think about the question, you probably have a list of things that come to your mind. You know, moms have a huge influence over their children, and it begins when they become pregnant. Think about it. A mom has nine months to bond with that child that nobody else has the chance. You can talk to it. You can pray over it. You can sing, and that baby knows that mama's right there. Amen? You're able to bond and just... God does some cool things. So if you're pregnant, take advantage of that time. Let them hear the worship of the Lord. Let her, her hear the soft voice throughout the day as you pray and you read God's word to her. And once your children are born, you are the one who's going to be the most influencing. Amen? You're the one feeding her. You're the one taking care of her. You're the one that's potty training most of the time. You teach her to be a young lady, or you teach him to be a young gentleman. But most important, you get to teach your child how to have a relationship with Jesus. Amen? And you know, if, it's, if that wasn't you, maybe you didn't know better, or maybe you didn't have that opportunity, it's okay. You can still share the love of God with your kids where you're at right now, and share with them how important God is to have in their lives. The psalmist wrote, Psalms 127.3, Children are a gift from the Lord. They, were, they are a reward from Him. Some of these moms need to put that one on their fridge. Yeah. And remember that. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Your kids may not be that much of a reward right now. Some of you are going to, yeah, tell me about it. But they will be. And listen, we've learned this over the years. I'm not naming names. 
But some of the, the children, that, when they're little, that are the most obstinate, that struggle sometimes with uh, authority maybe, they turn into some of the most amazing young Amen. men and women. And we've seen this over the years. Yes. It's true. It so don't give up on your children. Realize they're a gift from God. My mother taught me to appreciate a job well done. If you're going to kill each other, do it outside, she said. I just finished cleaning. My mother taught me religion. You better pray that will come out of the carpet. My mother taught me about hypocrisy. If I've told you once, I've told you a million times. Don't exaggerate. Yeah, it'll catch up. My mother taught me about behavior modification. Stop acting like your father. <laughs> and last but not least, my mother taught me about justice. One day you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like <laughs> you. <laughs> and I'd just like to add, thanks a lot, Mom, they did. <laughs> In conclusion, we need to be intentional about life. Amen? Whether you're struggling with your spiritual or your earthly life, remember that you need to be looking for the silver lining. No matter how dark it gets, there is a silver lining if you look for it. You do that by getting in God's Word, by praying, by listening to His small voice, and by being an example for others to follow. What kind of influence do you want to have on your family's lives? Be that mom or that person that uses the Word of God to train your children. Proverbs 22.6 says, Teach a child to choose the right path, and when he is older, he will remain upon it. And who leads by her good example? 1 Peter 4.8 Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Love's the most important thing. Love your kids. No matter what they're doing, what they've done, you need to love them Amen. because Jesus Christ loved us in our worst times. We're proud of all you moms, and we hope that you've been encouraged by this message and that you see that in every dark cloud, there is a silver lining. By serving the Lord and others, you mom can be a silver lining. When others only see a dark cloud, you can bring hope desperate situation and you can bring life to those around you as you live for Jesus. Amen. Can we have everybody stand? pray, Lord, that you would, even now, take away some of the hurts that some of these moms are feeling. You gave us feelings for a reason. They're, they're meant to help us to desire change or to go after what's good. Lord, for those that are hurting today that need change in their life, we pray for a miracle for them today. Maybe they haven't been the best mom, and they're, they're carrying that load, Lord. But we know what you say in Scripture. You tell us those who 
who are carrying heavy burdens should bring them to you and you in turn will give them rest. And today we pray for every mom in this room that's feeling that way, that you would just give them that rest, that peace that can only come from Jesus. If you're here today and, and, and you're just struggling as a mom, you, you just feel like even giving up sometimes, with every head bowed, every eye closed, please, nobody looking around. This is just between you and Jesus. Would you just lift your hand just so we can see it? Yep, hands. Thank you. You put them down. Lots of hands went up here. And I, I knew that was going to happen. The Lord said that was going to happen. And I knew it would. We want you to understand and God wants you to know that He loves the daylights out of you. And you may not feel like you had a good role model, and this might sound weird, but God is your mother. He's your father, but He's also your mother. And He can put you in His warm embrace. He can hold on to you and, and walk you through what it is to be a good mom. And He will, as long as you come to Him. Start getting into your Scriptures if you haven't, getting in the Word of God, and then begin to turn to Him when you're facing these tough situations in your life. Maybe you're in court over something because of mistakes made. Maybe they weren't your fault. Maybe they were somebody else's. Maybe they were your fault. God is with you, and as long as He's with you, He's going to walk you through this, and eventually, you are going to have the victory. When you get to the other side of this thing, you are going to have the victory. And the world is going to watch to see how you go through this whole situation. Don't you want them to see that you're living for the Lord? Now, I believe this with all my heart that God is going to impart some supernatural influence here today. Our kids are coming in. They're going to bless you in just a moment. If I could just have them sit down just for a moment, because we're not done here yet. Moms, if you're here today and you just need a special impartation from God, maybe you're older, maybe you're younger, if you can, and, and I wasn't going to do this, but I really feel like I'm supposed to, could I have you come up in the front? It, this doesn't mean you're a bad mom. This just means you need help in a certain area in your life. And you would really like the Lord to help you with this, whatever it is. Just come on up. You don't have to tell anybody. This is between you and Jesus. Thank between you, Jesus. you and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. You know, maybe you have been an exceptional mom and you just want to continue being that mom. Amen. And Amen. you need God's strength. Listen, we're in a, we live in a tough day today. And as far as I know, uh, I know as a man, I can't get through this life without Jesus. And I trust that all of you realize that too. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for stepping out in faith here. God knows your heart. He knows what you're going through. And he's right beside you. Because he says he's not going to take those things away. He's not going to make them all better, per se. But he'll walk through it with you and guide you and give you the words to say, the actions to do. And no matter what you've done in the past, don't let the enemy rise it up. You rebuke it and you say, God said, God said. And I want to say to you right now, the words that I heard from Sister Warnick so many times when I felt like a failure, I felt like I was doing everything wrong. Good job. Good job. Take one day at a time and give it to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every mother that's represented here today. We pray, Lord, that 
there would just be such a supernatural impartation that these moms would know that they would know that they would know in their knower that you have touched yes. them here. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I believe that you are the God that, that will help them through any situation, regardless of how difficult. We pray for each one standing yes. up here and, and maybe some that are still seated, Lord. You, we Jesus. pray that you would just ignite a fire within these ladies, Lord a fire to seek after you and put you first. And as they do, Lord, you will impart supernatural strength and wisdom, Lord. Supernatural knowledge, even words of knowledge, Lord, about their life and about the life of their family. You will show them things that they didn't know before. Lord, some of these ladies need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We pray today that you would baptize them in the name of the one and only Jesus Christ, in the name of, of our Lord and Savior. Lord, fill them afresh and anew with the power and love of God. And as they mother their families, Lord, give them everything they need supernaturally. Strengthen them. Give them a peace. Lord, when they're in that battle, just give them a peace not to waver in their faith, but to stand strong according to Ephesians chapter 6. And Lord, when it's all said and done, I pray they'd give you the glory and the praise for all the victories that they're going to end up seeing at the end of their, their, their trial or whatever it is they're going through. For the, the moms, Lord, that are flying high in this place, we pray you continue to bless them. Special blessings over each mom in this room, those listening online. We pray, Lord, that you would just keep them safe. Help them to be as faithful to you. And if any are in this room today that are feeling guilt, I pray by the blood of Jesus that that guilt would wash away. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we believe today that you are in this house and that you are moving amongst our moms. And we lift them, each one, up to you. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with them in Jesus' mighty name. We pray you enjoyed this message from Pastor Norm Oberlin. If you would like to partner with Mount Hope Church, you can make your tax-deductible donation online at GaylorChurch.com. From there, just click on Give Online Now. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be with you again next week.